brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Just a stand there looking scary. All right. Coming up on Ram Showcase, have the Rams started to find their identity? Plus, the Rams head to London to take on the Bengals. And later, Joe Stradamus goes as bold as possible for a game against an 0-17. Next on Ram Showcase. Welcome to Ram Showcase on Sports War Radio. What is going on, Rams fans, and welcome back to another edition of Rams Showcase right here on Sports War Radio. I'm your host, Joe Branham, but you can and should call me Sheriff Joe Bags, laying down the law for you guys today. It's been a kind of quiet week as far as the Rams go, especially when you consider last week, the Rams making all those trades on Tuesday. You know, turning up on a Tuesday. It's pretty fun stuff, but this week, not so much. Not a lot of news going in, but we will have some stuff to talk to you guys about. And of course, we'll get into the leaderboard, some injury reports, and you know we're going to preview this Bengals at Rams game that happens in London on Sunday. So uh, we'll get into all of that, and uh, let's go ahead and start. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to waste anybody's time here. We're going to go ahead and hop right into it. So the Rams, of course, are playing in London this weekend, and this will probably be the last time in a while that the Rams play in the international series. We know that the, the deal to, for the Rams to play at the Coliseum when they returned to Los Angeles was that they would give up one home game a year to the International Series. Of course, the new stadium, SoFi Stadium, state-of-the-art spot, opens up next year in Inglewood, and so this deal with the International Series kind of just disappears a little bit. So uh, hopefully we get those the full 10 home games uh, you know, of course, this year the Rams not only playing a home game in London, but giving up a preseason home game to Hawaii. So really only eight home games happening in Los Angeles this year. Hopefully we get back to the 10, the normal amount next year when the Rams open up that new beautiful stadium. If you guys haven't been keeping up to date on that, I recommend it. I am loving the updates. They're a lot of fun. It's cool to see that stadium kind of come together. I remember when it was just a hole in the ground, and now we're kind of where we're at now, so it's getting pretty fun. Uh, Of course, I mentioned that the Rams will be playing in London. They played in Atlanta last week. So the Rams, for uh, they decided not to go back to Los Angeles just to go to London. So have been practicing at Georgia Tech this week before heading out to London. Uh, at the time of this recording, it is Thursday. The Rams are at practice at Georgia Tech right now and will be heading out to London uh, after the practice is over. And I'm sure we'll get a lot of awesome pictures from therams.com about that. I love seeing those pictures. Uh, there was one a couple years ago. It was Greg Zuerlein, Johnny Hecker, and I, I want to say that it was wide receiver Bradley Marquez. I don't know how many of you guys would remember that name, but uh, they they like picked somebody. I don't even remember the order of it, but they picked somebody up and they like imitated Stonehenge, and that was like one of my favorite pictures in Rams history. I love it. it was, that was just a good one, and that was a pretty recent uh, in a London game. So, so maybe we'll get some cool stuff like that. 
Uh, let's see here. What else did I want to talk to you guys about? Like I said, not a lot of news to get into. Um, I, I did want to talk about Jalen Ramsey. We've finally been able to watch him play on the field with the Rams. You know, I know it was a, a quick buildup from t- Tuesday to Sunday last week, but now we've been able to watch him out there. He didn't play every single snap, and he was sitting close to about 50% of the Rams' defensive snaps, but played really well. And according to himself, he actually said that he only played okay and that he's he used the term in the groove multiple times. So hopefully he can get in the groove against the Bengals this weekend and we can really see what he can bring to this Rams defense, which actually kind of changes everything. Jalen Ramsey changes everything. He changes the complete identity of the Rams defense. We know that Wade Phillips likes to run a man defense and then blitz and blitz from different directions and and kind of all over the place. He hasn't really been able to do that this year. Uh, previous to the Atlanta Falcons game because he just didn't have the personnel to do it. So cornerback Marcus Peters, we know that he's really more of a zone corner. We knew that when he came in, uh, that he likes to sit back, read the play, and then make his move, where Jalen Ramsey, he just sticks to his guy like glue. And we saw that on multiple occasions this last weekend against Julio Jones, which was really cool to see a whole, total game changer. And then Troy Hill, he's definitely really strong in man. And that's what I liked him in uh, initially because uh, Troy Hill's been with the Rams for a little while now. I've always thought he was a way better man corner. So right now, I know we don't have Aqib Tlaib and Marcus Peters start, are, as our starting corners right now, but Jalen Ramsey and Troy Hill might be just the better combination solely for what they do in Wade Phillips' scheme. So that's a that's a huge plus, the fact that Jalen Ramsey can just kind of take on a wide receiver and just pretty much take them out of the game. I know that Julio Jones didn't get taken out of the game last weekend and did have, what was it, 93, I believe, receiving yards. But Jalen Ramsey was on him, and there was one play, it was kind of that, that deep ball to the to the right sideline, uh, that Ramsey thought that, that Julio was going to make a cut, and he just didn't, so Ramsey slowed up, and then uh, Julio Jones went right by him. So there's little stuff like that that I think is really what Ramsey is referring to when he's talking about getting into his groove, and that was the first time in Ramsey's career, I guess also in Julio Jones's career, whatever perspective you're looking at, this is the first time that they went against each other. So it was really fun to watch. I was really focused in on that. And it, it was it was fun to watch. And I'm really excited to see what, what this week looks like for Jalen Ramsey for a very specific reason that I'll talk to you guys about in a little bit. Uh, so uh, that's, that's really becoming the, the Rams' defensive identity. And that's what we expected the Rams' defensive identity to be. The identity on offense, that's what we don't really understand yet. And last year it was establish the run, utilize play action off of the run. This year they've kind of just been letting Jared Goff loose. The Rams have had the most success this year when they're in the hurry up and they don't let the defense really get set or substitute, which makes sense that you would have some success against tired guys who aren't in position yet. Uh, But this weekend, in addition to the Atlanta game that we just saw in Week 7, will really tell us what the Rams are trying to do. Is it too late to find your identity? No, absolutely it is not. Unfortunately, the Rams do sit in third place, cannot bust out of that position this weekend, but 
I think that what the Rams do this weekend against a bad defense in the Bengals, I think we can look at the Atlanta game and then we can we will be able to look at this game as well and we'll be able to tell what the identity that they're going for at least is. I don't think that that's established yet and I'm not sure it'll be established just after this one game, but I do think we'll be able to see where they're going with it. And of course, I mean, we do have some more difficult games coming up, but this is the stretch where you can kind of try some stuff out. And not to say that you just want to kind of blow off a game plan and just test some stuff, but it is, you know, a a game against the Falcons, a a one-win team, and then a game against the Bengals who haven't won yet this year. It's a good spot to maybe try to throw in some stuff that maybe we haven't seen yet this year. So that's what I'm kind of keeping an eye on this weekend. Uh, Let's take a look at the leaderboard. We got standings first. Um, We'll look at uh, the 49ers sitting at first place, 6-0. The Seahawks sitting in second at 5-2. Our Los Angeles Rams are at 4-3 in third place. And the Arizona Cardinals round out the NFC West at 3-3-1. So very close to the Rams they're 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 kind of nipping at our heels but we are nipping at the heels of the Seattle Seahawks just one game behind them one game out of a wild card spot too i usually don't like to talk about playoff stuff this early in the season we're only going into week 8 we haven't even gone 50% of the rams season yet but we're right there we're talking about this and it's it's uh it, it's it's time to get it going is basically what I'm saying here. Can't get into th- uh, second place this weekend even with a win because, of course, Seattle has the head-to-head win against the Rams. So do the 49ers, but the Rams a couple games behind them. Uh, let's see here. At the rest of the leaderboard, uh, the passing yards. I, I usually go top five, but Goff is sixth place in passing yards right now, so I thought that that was worth mentioning especially because just a couple weeks ago, we saw Jared Goff have a 78-yard passing performance, and he's still in sixth place. So that just kind of gives you a little bit of a taste of maybe how well Goff is playing or maybe how the Rams are calling plays. I'll let you guys decide. Receiving yards, Cooper Cup is in fifth place in receiving yards, but I did want to mention he is first in the NFL in yards after the catch. Cooper Cup making things happen after he's got that ball in his hand, which is something we know him for, but I would also like to throw an honorable mention to tight end Gerald Everett in the in the yards after catch area. That guy is really difficult to bring down. Last week, it kind of looked like the well, last two weeks, I guess you could say, uh, it really looks like Goff and Everett have kind of been a little bit out of sync. This is going to be a good day to try to get that back on track on Sunday. Clay Matthews still leads the Rams in sacks with eight. Dante Fowler is behind him at five. A lot of people looking at Fowler and, and his ability to get after the quarterback, especially recently. I mean, he's a double-digit sack guy. When Clay Matthews come back, comes back, I feel pretty confident that he can get two and, and end with double digits. And we all kind of know now, uh, well, maybe maybe not all of us, because a lot of people are out here bashing Aaron Donald, even though he's getting triple teams. Uh, he seems to get better as the seasons go on, and that's kind of his history. Uh, start Slow starts, and then he really gets it rolling. This is about the time that he really gets it rolling, so... Uh, look out for Aaron Donald. Always look out for Aaron Donald. I, I think that's an uh, that's going to be an unspoken thing from here on out. Just look out for Aaron Donald at all times. He'll pick up your running back like he's a toddler. So just be just beware. All right, let's take a look at some injuries. This is not the most awesome thing to talk about. Usually, uh, we have you know some issues and. 
the thing is, is most teams have more issues. But, you know, it, it, uh, luckily, the, the, the Rams injury report does not scream out that the sky is falling. But we do have a couple guys listed here. Of course, running back Malcolm Brown still nursing that ankle injury. He has been officially listed as out for this weekend's game. Daryl Henderson, rookie running back, will fill in in Brown's spot. Of course, Gurley getting the start. Linebacker Bryce Hager did not participate in in practice on Wednesday. Troy Reader would get the start in his place again if Hager cannot go. Cornerback Troy Hill did not participate in practice on Wednesday, but it's already been said that he is going to be good to go for Sunday against the Bengals, so that should be good there. Let's see, uh, Clay Matthews, we know that he's not expected back until after the bye week, but that means that this could be the last game that the Rams have without linebacker Clay Matthews, their leading sack artist. On the other side, we got the Bengals. These are players that did not participate in practice on Wednesday. We have cornerbacks, Dre Kirkpatrick and Darquez Denard, and defensive end Carl Lawson. Limited on Wednesday, we have defensive end Carlos Dunlap, wide receiver A.J. Green, guard John Miller, and tackle Andre Smith. This is a good time to let you guys know that although A.J. Green was limited in practice on Wednesday, he has already been ruled out for Sunday's game against the Rams. Uh, Cordy Glenn, with a concussion, practiced in full on Wednesday, but also has already been ruled out against the Rams on Sunday. Let's take a look at this game preview. We got the Cincinnati Bengals, who sit at 0-7, at the Los Angeles Rams, who are at 4-3. This game kicks off at 10 a.m. Los Angeles time. Greg Gumbel and Trent Green will be on the call. The Rams are favored by 13 points. The over-under for you betters is 48 5. I feel like I feel like that might be low, only because I feel like they're giving a little too much credit to the Bengals' offense. Uh, weather for this game, for any of you guys who are making the trip out to London, it's going to be about 50 degrees at kickoff, 70% humidity, 11% chance of precipitation. But the real weather in, in London this week is going to be Friday and Saturday, where they're expecting a decent amount of rain. So hopefully... Hopefully anybody out there making the trip, you guys can stay dry. Seems like the Rams have had some trouble with some rain leading up to games, but hopefully it doesn't have an impact on the matchup. Uh, Taking a look at the matchup, this is the Rams offense versus the Bengals defense. In total yards, the Rams offense is 12th. Cincinnati Bengals defense is dead last. Passing the football, the Rams are 7th in the league, and the Bengals are 16th against the pass. Running the football, the Rams still low ranking at 23rd, uh, but the Bengals' defense against the run is dead last, giving up 189 yards per game. That is outrageous. And points scored, the Rams are tied for 7th in that regard, and the Bengals' defense on points given up, tied for 24th. On the other side of the football, this is the Bengals' offense versus the Rams' defense. In total yards, the Bengals rank 27th. The Rams' defense ranks 9th, so still a top-10 defense for your L.A. Rams. Passing the football, the Bengals' offense ranks 12th. The Rams' defense ranks 11th. That number is up. Let me take a look, quick peek here at last week's ranking uh, for the Rams' pass defense. 16th, so definitely went up from a week ago uh, because that's basic math. That we can all do in our heads. Uh, let's see. Running the football, the Ra- the Bengals offense is dead last. Only running the football for 53 yards per game. That is so low. And uh, the Rams defense uh, gi- giving up 
uh, rushing yards. They are 14th in the NFL. Points scored, 28th ranking for the Bengals offense. The Rams tied for 18th uh, in points given up. So if you guys are doing doing any kind of tracking of this at home, uh, the Bengals' defense, total worst in the league against the run. They are worst in the league uh, running the football, worst in the league. The ground attack is not a friend of the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, not only are they playing against a team that is struggling to find their identity, but a very strong roster with a strong coaching staff, they're also not at home either, and they have to travel as well. Uh, so it's this is a good day to try to to, to to try to get some things going. And I know I mentioned that the Bengals' offense is 12th in passing the football. A lot of that is because they cannot run the football. They have such a difficult time running the football that they are just putting it in Andy Dalton, the Red Rockets' hands, and letting them air it out. He has been able to put up some yards, but overall, it's not like he's playing especially well. And I'm not going to just sit here and try to just bash the Bengals, but they're not doing a good job right now. And a lot of it boils down to their offensive line, which is where the Rams have seen a lot of their issues as well. well let's take a look at the history of this matchup. We got the Bengals leading the all-time series 8-5. and five. The Bengals have won the last three against the Rams. The most recent time these teams have played was November 29th of 2015. That was a 31-7 to win for the Bengals. The first time these teams played was October 22nd. We just passed that anniversary of 1972. The Rams took that one 15-12. This is the first time that the Rams are playing the Bengals since they have returned to Los Angeles. But of course, the Bengals will not see LA unless they're playing the Chargers, I guess. But the, the they won't see the Rams in Los Angeles for eight years. That's how the schedule kind of unfolds. If you guys don't understand how the schedule unfolds, I would like to to know that, and maybe I can tell you guys a little bit. And, and I don't want to do it right now, but maybe if if there's if there is curiosity of how the NFL schedule is built and how do we know away and home opponents and all that stuff ahead of time, even though we don't know when those games will exactly take place. I am absolutely open to talking about that. So if anybody wants to know, shoot me a message, shoot me a tweet, and I will answer that on the next show after I hear that people want to know it. So uh, this is also, uh, the Rams are playing against the Bengals. We know that Zach Taylor is the Bengals head coach. He is a disciple of Sean McVay, who already has his little coaching tree. LaFleur killing it up in Green Bay right now. He has that team playing real well. Zach Taylor, I think, just needs some more time. He is really trying to clean up that mess that is the Cincinnati Bengals. He didn't exactly get left with a sweet situation, so... Uh, hopefully Zach Taylor can get that together. Uh, but right now only 50% of Sean McVay's coaching tree looks pretty strong. Uh, Zach Taylor got to pick it up, pick it up, Zach. Uh, let's take a look at the three, two C, uh, this week I'm going to talk about, uh, of course, just Rams players. Sometimes I, I give other, uh, the opponent, uh, some players to watch, but we're not doing that uh, this time. We're not doing that. So quarterback Jared Goff. He is the Rams' starting quarterback. You guys know that. The most recent first-round pick of the Los Angeles Rams, and that title will probably be held for quite some time, considering the Rams don't care about first-round picks at all. But uh, Jared Goff, he has another favorable matchup against a, uh, a against a weak opponent in the Bengals. 
Cornerbacks Dre Kirkpatrick and Darquez Denard may not be available this week, which would mean the Rams star wide receivers one through four could have a very strong day. So look for Jared Goff to have a pretty decent day. Even though the Bengals' defense does rank 16th against the pass, that's not very high. The Rams are 7th in the league in passing. They can absolutely carve this defense up, especially if there's some cornerback injuries on the Bengals' side. Uh, Next up is going to be running back Todd Gurley. I feel like I do this every week, and for that I'm sorry. But I can tell you this, uh, the Bengals are giving up 189 rushing yards per game. So Todd Gurley, if... He has not really looked like himself uh, overall, but we have seen glimpses of him looking like vintage Gurley. The Bengals can't seem to stop the run, and this could be a good game to try to get him into his rhythm. I had mentioned this before. The first quarter against the Seahawks on Thursday Night Football, the first quarter looked like vintage Gurley. He looked like the Todd Gurley that we all knew and loved and bought jerseys for and made memes about, all this stuff, but... You know, it hasn't been consistent, and I think a big, big part of that is that he's just not getting the number of touches. He's having a hard time getting into his rhythm. I'm not a running back. I don't know what that is like to try to get into a rhythm or just be thrown in random plays and try to, you know, carve out a defense when you haven't been in a lot, you haven't been carrying the football a lot, you're not understanding, you're not uh you're not fully getting those tendencies of those players that getting those reps can can give you. And the tape The game tape can give you a little bit, but not all of it. Uh, Next up, I'm going to look at Troy Hill and Jalen Ramsey. They're going to be in a combo package in this one. Hill is expected to play this week, even though he uh, is appearing on the injury report, and will get the start opposite of Jalen Ramsey, who said that last week he only played okay against the Falcons. This week, he'll take on a worse opponent that also is not going to have their number one wide receiver in A.J. Green. So it looks like Tyler Boyd is going to be the number one target for the Bengals and for Andy Dalton. And honestly, if I'm being completely candid with you guys, I think that Troy Hill and Jalen Ramsey, either of those guys, can take on Tyler Boyd. He does got speed, but I think that either of these guys can do a good job and basically take him out of the game plan. So that's what I'm looking for in this one. We got Jared Goff, Todd Gurley, and the Rams corners. And I tried to not go full-on running attack here because I feel pretty strong that the Rams are going to be able to stop the run and run the football. So I don't know if I'm expecting a necessarily high-scoring game in this one. I think the Rams are really just going to try to get out of London, get the dub, come home, rest up on the bye week, head to Pittsburgh, and then after that, the Rams, the furthest they travel would be to Arizona. The Rams have already gone up to Seattle. They've already played their their far-distance games in Cleveland and Atlanta, and then this weekend in London. Pittsburgh, Week 10, is the final game that the Rams really have any legitimate travel that's far. Uh, After that, like I said, just Arizona. That's the furthest that the Rams have to go. And then, of course, to San Francisco. But other than that, they're right in that little pocket and a lot of home games coming up for the L.A. Rams. Uh, And, of course, uh, against the Bears, that's the next time that we'll see the L.A. Rams in Los Angeles and that will be the first time this year that the Coliseum sees the throwback uniforms that we will see in London this weekend against the Bengals. Uh, let's go ahead. Oh, fast show for you guys tonight. I didn't even realize how fast I was going, but, you know, maybe that maybe that's a good thing. We'll let you guys get on with your weekends and, and start your Halloween prep. 
So that'll work out. So Joe Stradamus, though. So I know that I have not been necessarily great at these Joe Stradamus picks, but you know what? I don't even care. I'm going to keep doing them. You throw enough noodles at the wall, eventually one of them's going to stick. I don't remember my one from last week because I didn't write it down. Let me see. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I said that the Rams would unleash Daryl Henderson and that he would have a great game. He didn't even play. So, you know, we're going great. But uh, like I said, eventually one of these got to stick, right? So this week for my Joe Stradamus pick, I'm going to go as bold as I can possibly go against this Rams team playing against a team that has not won a game yet this year. And I'm going to go ahead and say that the Rams shut out the Bengals 30-0. to We know that the Bengals can't run the football with only 53 yards per game. But the Rams now have one of the best, if not the best, cornerback in the NFL in Jalen Ramsey. Troy Hill playing really strong. I've always been a fan of Troy Hill, even when uh, he started years ago, like 2016. I thought he played really well in in those starts. And I think that Andy Dalton is going to have a very difficult time. The Rams do have a very strong pass rush. I think they're going to have trouble with Dante Fowler and Aaron Donald each individually. I think they're going to have trouble with those guys. Uh, Obo Okoronkwo, I just want to throw in here. He played incredible. I was super surprised with his ability to get after the quarterback, and I'm really excited to see him get some more snaps uh, rushing the passer. But I think that the, that... Bengals offensive line is going to have some trouble blocking these Rams defenders and then when Andy Dalton does find time is are his people going to be open I mean Tyler Eifert was held out of practice Wednesday it was non-injury related AJ Green not playing though it looks like the top weapon is going to be Tyler Boyd and if the Rams can't cover Tyler Boyd then maybe we shouldn't be thinking about the playoffs you know what I mean so uh, this is going to be a, a strong game for the Rams. I do, I'm just hoping that it's not being overlooked, but I don't think that that's necessarily going to be the case, considering next week is a bye week. There's, you don't really have to look ahead yet. You don't have to look at the Steelers game because, I mean, A, the Steelers aren't playing that great, and also you have a full two weeks, so you can really focus in on this game. I'm going to say that for the second London trip in a row, the Rams walk away with their opponents not scoring a single point. If you guys do remember, last time the Rams played in London, it was against the Arizona Cardinals. It was a 30-0 to win. Or was it 33? I should have looked it up. Should have looked it up. Somebody knows it. Somebody knows it. Somebody's listening to me right now like, come on, man. It was 33 or it was 30. I don't know. I'm pretty close, though, either way. So give me give me my credit. I'll take it, please. Uh, that is going to do it for me. That is it for me. Make sure you guys follow the Rams Ram Showcase on all your favorite social media. And that is at Ram Showcase on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Ram Showcase. You can follow me as well at Sheriff Joe Bags on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Sheriff Joe Bags. And uh, if you guys have questions or anything, feel free to shoot them over. I know uh, this actually got pointed out to me. I know I've not been doing fan quesos. I'm still trying to rework that segment in a way that makes sense to myself. So please be patient. That's all I can ask in that regard. Uh, but that is going to do it for me. I am Sheriff Joe Bags. This has been Rams Showcase on Sports War Radio. For those of you that aren't Rams fans, our thoughts and prayers are with you. For those of you that are Rams fans, thank you guys so much for listening, and you guys have a great night.